0: Welcome to Game Night! At-
1: yeah what's going on everybody it is game that tune back in the house once again it's yeah, boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey hey hell yeah fellas welcome back game that tune episode one eight nine in the house we are just you know moving right along man we're doing great uh, if this is your first time joining us, uh, what we are going to do here is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the, uh, the king of the show, the illustrious David Fleming. And David, uh, what's that fantastic theme that you picked for tonight's episode?
2: Uh, the theme for tonight
1: is toys hell yeah care to elaborate i mean no not really like games
2: featuring toys games that use toys you know toys everybody likes playing with toys they are an enjoyable thing and i think it's time that we feature games with toys
1: well observed yes uh you know there are if not you know if not a full game about toys or using uh, using your Amiibos or your Skylanders or your Lego Dimension figures, uh, th- at the very least, there are a, uh, a fuck ton of games that feature just like a toy level. So uh, they, they, I think we got a wide variety of uh, of possible tunes for this week's episode. Uh, I think we're gonna have a great time, man. Uh, you know, we got uh, we got five great games. We got a great fan request in here. And you know really, I guess it's just you know no time to play around in this intro. I think we just gotta, you
3: know,
1: we gotta open up that box, man, and see uh, see what our first toy is
3: Game one.)
4: Game was um, let's see oh completed in September of 1990. Um, however, the game did not go through any quality assurance, and as a result, a major bug was caused the game to crash. Um, they found out uh, near completion. The bug was actually occurred when the player tried to go backwards on the first stage, um, and no one noticed it because why would you go backwards on the first stage? Like or First, uh, race. There you go. Um, let's see. Oh, so they put this like a uh, little what uh, what what it was was like a, a binary bit was wrong. So they put this little device that functioned like a, a miniature game genie onto the cartridge to, to correct it, which is <laughs> very fascinating. I thought Johnny would like that bit. I
5: do like that. It's like a little patch. Yep.
4: Alright, let's see. Hmm. You know, to these so of oh. racing games, you have to be pretty fast. So, uh, you have to start writing shit down.
1: I have a pretty good idea what this is based on just the length of that last track.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't sure what was going on, and then you phrased that a particular way.
4: Yeah, it was, it was weird. Ooh, let's see, uh...
2: Uh we got a uh, fucking hat trick
4: with micro machines. Uh Johnny uh play the bonus thingy.
2: The Micro Machine Man here presenting the genuine original, colossally collectible, most midget miniature Sh- episodes of the real things. Micro Machines. Dramatically detailed, stupendously styled, smaller than a This one or this one. And now with a totally terrific town. The new Micro Machine Super City Toolbox Playset. Closed, it's a mild matter toolbox. Open, it's a Micro Machine USA. Cruise your mini Micro Machine vehicles, planes, opposed to the police station, the marine, the mini motorcycle repair shop, the gas station, the construction office. Work the real working drawbridge, highway passion to wrap and garage doors. Or take a Micro Machine flying machine in for a landing. Phew! This place has it all. The new Micro Machine Super City Toolbox Playset from Galoo. The one
0: and only
3: outrageous original miniatures. Remember, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing.
1: Wow. Uh, question before we even get started. In post, do you want me to like up our tempo on this whole conversation? Like, you know, make us like twenty percent faster for the uh, for the podcast version? Should we, oh God, should we do this ridiculous. whole segment in Micro Machines? <laughs> uh, oh, cool. No, it will be fucking obnoxious. I think I'll skip that. Um, <laughs> hell yeah! So this is Micro Machines for what? <laughs> uh, that's NES. Sa- yeah. Okay, I was gonna guess Game Boy, not knowing if there even was a Game Boy version. That sounded Game Boy-ish. Um, but uh, yeah, cool. Micro Machines. I didn't play the game, but I stepped on plenty of these things <laughs> as a kid. <laughs>
5: yeah. Oh, this uh, game is tight.
1: Wonderful toys. It doesn't uh, sound like it was. They
5: had that game-breaking bug if you go backwards. <laughs> that doesn't well, sound tight at all. Well, they it.
1: <laughs> is, that, is that also referenced in Ready Player One? Uh, did you? Uh, am I the only one that saw that? Mine I did too. say it, but I don't remember anything about Micro Machines in it. No, but in the in the like the race, he had to go backwards. That was the secret, like, oh yeah, um, and that's how he got the the you know whatever the next clue, because you know thousands and upon thousands of millions of people have been trying to like win this thing and figure out you know what to do for you know forever. And no one thought to go backwards in Ready Player One, um, so yeah. Well, I mean move. to be fair, Classic going
2: film. backwards, like going to the left, was like how you. Progressed in Metroid, like, going backwards was a huge deal in the 80s.
1: Nobody yeah. thought to do that. Right. But, definitely nobody would think to do that in a racing game, because it's counterproductive. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. <don't>. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, like, the Lakitu usually flies down and starts wagging a finger at you when you go backwards, so... <laughs> uh, what, you know, besides breaking the game, what happens in Micro Machines? Does, uh... You know, does the micro machine man start talking like, "You got to turn around, man! You're going the wrong way. This is not the right way to win race." <laughs> the oh my god! Could you imagine
2: if the micro machines like <laughs> racing
1: game just had the
2: micro machines guy in a cloud? coming at you like, hey, <laughs> hey man, you're going the wrong
1: way. Unless you you're going the wrong way, you know should really go forward when you're going in the race. John Machina here telling you, you gotta go the right way to win the race. You gotta go to the right. You gotta can't go to the left. You gotta go to the right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This sounds terrible compressed through the NES sound chip. I, I was <laughs> gonna mention, it's an NES making
5: these sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
5: Sounds
0: terrible. You gotta go the left. You gotta go
1: the You gotta go the right. But yeah, um... Hell yeah! So Jesse, you, uh, did you play this game? Oh yeah, I played it a ton when I was a kid.
4: Yeah, um, word. This was like a one of the usuals that we'd line up because it had a good head-to-head mode. Um. <clears throat> but like when you just play by yourself, you pick your own racer. There's a whole bunch of uh, you know kids you can pick from. Uh, there's, like, Spike, who's, like, the Fonz, uh, there's, like, Walter, which is, like, the fat dude, there's, like, the Nerd, and, you know, the different, you know, stereotype kids. Mm-hmm. And so then, then you get to pick your opponents, and you, each race, you use a different car, or a different, uh, like, machine. and it's one of those games where, like, the tracks are, uh... They look like you're really tiny, like, there's one track where you're playing on, like, the kitchen table and there's a bunch of, like, Cheerios. The Cheerios make up the track and there's like spilt milk everywhere and like really these these people have really messy houses like the big takeaway is like if you if your mother walked in and saw you design this track on the kitchen table she'd be like what the fuck is your problem this is such a huge mess and you're like mom me and my three friends have to do this race (laughs) Yeah, she's like no you're gonna race to clean up the fucking kitchen
1: that's why as a kid I was happy to have like a really good room and like uh you know kind of like a downstairs area like my mom always kept the upstairs nice and tidy that's the side of the house the company saw downstairs all hell broke loose <laughs> yeah. so like you could set up any micro machine track you could set up your hot wheels all over the place we had a space underneath our stairs where the hot water heater was that was the sewer for all of our ninja turtles oh, um wow. so yeah obviously you, you know, You gotta have a a designated space in your house to to do crazy shit like this, which for us was just, like, downstairs. And now that I'm, you know, a parent myself, you know, my son's not even two years old, and this is kind of the state that my house lives in now. Like, yeah, there's (laughs) spilt milk and Cheerios and shit all over the place, like... Yeah, it's uh it's true to life, quite frankly. Besides the fact that the micro machines in this game I guess drive themselves or whatever like um uh, it's uh it, it sounds pretty accurate to, you know, the life of a parent, you know, with a house full of micro machines. Um man These parenting jokes are going to land real good with our crowd. It's going to be great. (laughs) I was going to
5: ask
2: what the track designs were because I I never played Micro Machines on the NES because every time I tried to rent this or buy this, my parents were like, how many Micro Machines do you have? No, you're not playing the video game version. Like, Ah. we have this at home.
1: Yeah, we we (laughs) we have Micro Machines at home. No, Mom, this is a video game. It's not more Micro (laughs) Machines.
2: Um, so I was gonna ask, like, is it, is it like the city and like all the different micro machines set, or was it just like various household things turned into racetracks?
4: Um, it was more like various household things uh, made into um, racetracks. Like, there's a one, like, at, like I guess it's a school or something, because there's like notebooks and rulers and stuff everywhere. Uh, there's one outside, which I guess that's just outside. There's like, you know, um, like bushes and puddles and stuff. Um, there's a bathtub for like your boats.
1: Um, nice.
4: There's like uh, one, I guess, out in the garage. There's like a bunch of fuses and nails and tools lying around and stuff.
1: Uh, that was always the best place to play Micro Machines anyway. My <laughs> yeah. dad left all his saw blades sitting around. The garage was so fun and dangerous. Ugh.
4: There's like a bunch of like like rubber cement <laughs> and like oil and stuff on the ground. Like, yeah. Which I wouldn't <laughs> want to like run my my micro machines through fucking oil that you're crazy. No but a yes, bucket yeah. of oily
5: rags next yeah, to a
1: flaming right. hoop. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why you played the game, so you wouldn't feel the need to ruin your real life micro machines. That's it's like true. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I could race in this nasty garage or I could play the video game that features a nasty garage. Uh, it seems less likely if I play the video game, less likely I'll get tetanus. Let's go with the, the game. Yeah. Never like mind
2: that. burning your entire house down. You really don't want to fuck up your micro machines.
1: Exactly. <laughs> One, I don't want to mess up my micro machines. And two, my dad would be kind of mad if I set the house on fire. You know, if he found out I was touching his stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. Like uh, the, the-,
4: the tricky part was. You know, each race, you'd be f- using a different vehicle. And so, some vehicles handle wildly different than other vehicles. Like, the helicopter races? Man, mm. the helicopters are really hard to fucking fly. But
1: um, how is that possible? It's an NES game. I imagine all the controls were tight. <laughs> tight! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real
4: tight. Um, Unbelievable. The, the dune buggy just go way too fast. Um, so you have to really monitor that. Oh, the fucking... There's a bonus stage where you'd have to drive a monster truck, and um, you have to go through water, and there's, like, certain areas that are shallow enough for you to drive through. If you just get, like, an inch off of there, you're fucking sunk, and uh, that's so annoying. It Um, is. And, like, after the uh, people you're racing against lose a few matches, they get eliminated, and you have to replace them with some one of the other kids. So, Hmm. like, I, I guess eventually you have to race to everybody.
1: I like it, man. Interesting. It, yeah. yeah, Sounds cool. Sounds uh, sounds like an early precursor to something like Diddy Kong Racing. You know, you get your uh, multiple vehicle uh, racing game going on. Uh, you know, kind of wish Diddy Kong Racing at some point got you shrunk down and you had to race on someone's kitchen table. That would have been pretty fun. Um, that would bananas. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Could have just raced around a bowl of bananas. <laughs> yeah. <just> <laughs> <laughs> um. But well, yeah, also, I mean, fuck yeah.
2: I, I love the idea of like somebody's mom coming home and it's like, Okay, well let me make a sandwich for you, Everything's like why is there a very small monkey and a small clock racing around the kitchen sink?
1: Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, best not to ask you in these situations. <laughs> uh, it involved a magic pig. So uh <laughs> rather <laughs> not say <laughs> Yeah, the old whiz pig came by and uh you know we're That's in a what way I o- call my dick. we're in way over our heads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> comes the Oh god. not that kind of episode. Um well Jesse, that any, took uh, a turn. Jesse or anyone any uh, anything else on Micro Machines the game or Memories of Micro Machines the toy? Uh, the big <laughs> we broke know. him somehow <laughs> somehow Wizpig pig was oh. like an activation word to activate jesse's <laughs> we're
2: only like 20 minutes into the show and already jesse is clocked yeah. out
1: exactly He suddenly reverted to you know like winter soldier status he just wants to make <laughs> sex jokes about Wizpig. pig just you know <laughs> uh, i don't
4: say nothing about sex
1: i just want to take a whiz oh with, with, with the, the my pig. Okay, pig. okay get us out of here john
3: <laughs> game two
1: Took a turn.
5: guys this arcade top-down shooter did not see a a u.s release until it was ported uh sorry this 1986 top-down shooter did not see a u.s release until it was ported to the sony playstation in 1995
1: Let's see some answers.
5: Uh, so let's see. Justin says Paradis, which is incorrect. Uh, Davis says Loaded, which is incorrect. And John says Toy Pop, which is correct. This is Toy Pop by Namco. Hell I really shit. should
2: have looked up the list of PlayStation 1 shooters featuring the word toy. You, uh, or
1: you know I similarly you should have just googled toy video game and uh see like, where John's head goes because it's pretty
5: straightforward <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, Lord. I thought 1986 and that
1: probably helps yeah No, I mean toy video games these days does pull up a lot of Skylanders and Amiibos and shit but you know i I'm just you know venturing a guess of uh you know th- your basic uh preparation for the show john uh find the oldest and strangest thing and uh oh look it's got the word toy in the title maybe Perfect. it's about toys <laughs> <laughs> nobody can argue that
5: so yeah it's a uh top-down multi-directional shooter so you run around uh you play as one of two dolls um the backstory is that uh the, the witch maggio M A J Y O? I don't know how to pronounce that. Majo. 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 Has kidnapped Pino and Ancha's friends. And so Pino and Ancha have gone to the castle to try to save their friends. Mm. And so you go from level to level. Uh, and the level's refer referred to as boxes, which I thought was pretty cute. Um, basically just shooting things and trying to collect hearts to move to the next level. Hell yeah. In the game and then the game ends level 44 with uh your final battle against the witch which is like hard as fuck because basically the witch just comes out and just constantly blasting you with things and all you, have to, all you can do is run around and try to reveal golden hearts and collect enough of them to defeat her that's it you can't actually like shoot back or anything or she's not look- shooting back wait you can't shoot
1: the final boss
5: no No, all you do is collect the gold hearts and and beat her with love or whatever.
0: Oh. that seems
4: That seems appropriate for a a recent show that you totally
1: botched.
0: Ooh. Yeah,
1: John. You should have done this research before we recorded that special episode. Found a game with a little bit of love in it. Damn it. Yeah, man. Ah, It's okay, though. It's all right. Uh, the episode was good without your help. Um, <laughs> it was, but, uh, it was yeah, made uh, better by it, me not being too involved. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Let's be
5: honest. I'm I'm really the George Lucas of this show. The less involved I
1: am, the better it is. Uh, uh, but give yourself some credit. <laughs> you know, God. responsible for huge technical advances and uh, you know, just like
2: Lucas. wizard. Yeah, but like I, you I, know, am. Not I was going to content. say it's like. <laughs> Said, it's like, John, what are you talking about? You... No, that metaphor checks <laughs> out. Yeah. It's apt as fuck.
1: Way to go, John. I um, just
4: need to put a microwave
1: in the room. Exactly, Ooh. man. You know, get ready for Valentine's Day. Get that microwave out. <laughs> Smack. Um, so, yeah, John, did you, did you play this in preparation?
5: Or have I, you ever uh, played this? A little bit, and I had a hard time with it because I couldn't find, like, instructions. And so I was just kind of <laughs> winging it as best I could. I uh, mean, so, it's a top-down it's shooter. A, How complicated it could it be? 86. So, yeah. like, there's lo- there's Two actually quite nuts. a few different weapon power-ups. Like, there's a I bomb figured out power-up. Twin B with no context, you can figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 like, I couldn't quite. F- it seemed like when I destroyed an enemy, it would just immediately respond from like a spawn point. <laughs> so it's kind of like sometimes you're better off just like avoiding it, you know, like and not act like if it's in an area that's better, you know. It there's some strategy to all this. Uh, mm-hmm. I got I just don't near understand, the final boss. Like, I had to watch I just didn't understand
2: when you kill an enemy, they come back. Like, John, have you played a video game before? Well, I mean, especially like, an old video game.
5: Like, <laughs> like, like in Pac Man, you get a few seconds while they go back to the middle and then bounce around with the eyeballs and then respond. I'm saying, like, you kill an enemy, immediate, it's back.
1: It's like, ah, Jesus. Ah, okay. That's different. Like, I was gonna say, have you seen that meme? It's like the board meeting. It's like, how can we make our game hard? And it's like, what about uh platforming challenges? What about this? And then the last guy down there, he's like, could have enemies that respawn, (laughs) 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 throw his ass out the window. It's it's like, oh yeah, respawning enemies kind of fell out of fashion recently, didn't they? Because that was the nightmare of uh, classic games. (laughs) Oh, I've you know killed this guy. I walked backwards two steps. They're back. <laughs> Nothing's worse Shit. than
2: when you put like classic Mega Man. Like, you clear a screen, move mm-hmm. to the next, and then an enemy shoots you back into the past screen. Oh, and then yeah. all, of a sudden all those
1: enemies are back. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, I love that move. Like, the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got fucking bopped into the last week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, John. This game seems uh, seems fun. So why did they port it to the PlayStation?
5: <laughs> well, as part of the um, Namco Museum Volume One. So oh, it had- okay, oh, when you say it
2: was ported to the PlayStation, like we're assuming that uh, it was like it got a standalone release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a $60. Namco Museum is very different.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. Some laughs> of that I makes, makes so much more remake. sense. So it's like they made a of 1986's Toy Pop for that's a waste of a CD. <laughs> like, no, not, but yes, the Namco Museum Collection makes much more sense. That's because uh, at that point, this is like you know, this was never released in America in the arcade, so it's you know, almost like yeah, you can have this dumb little old game as a bonus because you're already getting like fucking um you know whatever like six other games with it like I'm trying to think I of mean, what was Namco, on I
0: mean it's
2: Namco it's Namco Museum so you're probably getting Pac-Man, Dig Dug and Galaga at least and Ooh, they're probably actually, adding no. like Mappy um oh.
1: Hold would you there. like the That's a, like that's the a list? fun, non-real, uh, non- non-real lightning round. The six games besides Toy Pop that are on the original Namco Museum Volume 1, released for the PlayStation 1 in 1996 in North America. Uh, Jesse, name a game on Namco Museum Volume 1. Dig Dug. Wrong! David, name a game on Namco Museum Volume 1.
2: I mean, Pac-Man.
1: Correct! Johnny, name a game without looking it up. Galaga. Gallagher's correct. Jesse, what you got? Um, Mappy. No, David. No. <laughs> um,
2: Namco Museum. Uh, Pole Position?
1: Pole Position's correct. Johnny. Rally X. Rally X, that's right. Jesse, to the left. Oh, man. Um... um. One of these is going to really piss you off. <laughs> oh, good. Um, Mrs. Pac-Man. No, David. Galaxian. Great guess, but no, that would have pissed me off. <laughs> Johnny, let's say Bosconian. This. How do you know the name Bosconian? I because I looked this up earlier. Because looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did gotcha. research, John. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought you <laughs> said you hadn't looked it up. Okay, yeah, Bosconian and the other thing—the one that would piss you off—New Rally X. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, not not necessarily the greatest value Namco Museum, but you know a fun arcade uh, experience and and a fun concept back in the day. I mean, how many games in like the PlayStation One, like 1995-96 era, were compilations of older uh, you know games that? Couldn't be played at home because they were all arcade games. I mean, you know, Namco Museum, kind of cool. Kind of uh, ahead of its time. Kind of oh! maybe should have given us something ah! besides new Rally X and pole position, though. I mean.
5: Williams had an arcade collection on the Sega Genesis before
1: this. This not is why I asked. Well, excuse the, the fuck out of us, Johnny. <laughs> why I asked, John, because I'm going on, you know, Namco Museum being maybe not the first, but probably, the you know, a pretty well-known and a, and a good value.
2: Let me take a second here. Okay, sure. Williams had an arcade collection on the Sega Genesis. Uh, John, name a famous, prominent Williams game in the arcade. I'm gonna stop you now because for our podcast listeners, I'm literally watching you Google this.
5: Yeah. Um, you really can't? Uh, I, uh, you, you, without looking it up, you can't. I'll tell you what; it, it did have Joust. Hey, that's one. It did have Sinistar. Okay, which, you looked it uh, up. Yep, I've never heard. Asteroids. Nope. That- <laughs> um, it was Roman Twenty Eighty Four Joust Ooh. Defender Defender Two Sinistar Defender. And oh, okay. what's the last game that's on there? <clears throat> well, on the Saturn port and Dreamcast port, Bubbles.
1: Oh, that's the magic word. <laughs> I thought the magic
2: word was whiz
0: pig. <laughs> for it, our podcast
2: not... listeners, John Harrington is currently filling his screen with bubbles. Real oh. ones too. God, yeah, it's so not stink.
0: CGI
5: or anything. This is a bad idea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I love the idea that like we have CGI bubbles for a lot of listeners.
1: It's a new Patreon goal, it's CGI bubbles instead of these real ones.
5: No. <laughs> new, Patri- <laughs> new Patreon goal. We, we wire that bubble doodad to the internet, okay? And we, and you could pay to blow bubbles in John's face during the oh, show. Yeah. This isn't
1: a sex channel, man.
2: What is going on tonight? <laughs> is. Like, Fuck not, that <laughs> new Patreon goal. We contact Taito and license the Bubble Bobble Dragons to appear during our live streams and blow bubbles at us
1: i yes. think we started only fans seriously <laughs> i am not a cam girl this is not happening <laughs> like, oh jesus john this is dark um it probably would get us a lot of money on patreon all that said because um, you know people like dominion over other people for money uh turns out Um, So should
2: I, should I or should I not remove my shirt for the remaining of this broadcast? Should. We we
1: always remove our shirts. Let's pop those bitches off. Johnny, let's keep going to the next game. Toy Pop, pop the shirts.
3: Game 3.
2: So this is the fan request. Um, According to the series producer, the reason why blood is seen as fluorescent pink was to avoid having controversies due to content and to lessen the grotesque feel of the game. Alright, who has their answers and who is thoroughly stumped? Johnny, looking at you.
5: (laughs) Hey, man! Come on now.
2: Be nice. (laughs) Alright, so Johnny says Mr. Snrub, which God I wish was true. Uh, John Harrington says The Witcher, sadly incorrect. What? Also, I'm, I'm curious, what toys are in The Witcher? Um, don't
0: they play know. Gwent. It's a, a card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, bitch,
2: toss Jesse a coin. Jesse has the correct answer of Dangan Rampa or Dang Old Grandpa. So this is Dangan Rampa, which came to us from multiple people in our Discord channel. Um, and wow. This is an interesting game series. Um, I had heard of this game but never really looked much into it and then when I took the request and started doing research, um, huh? So this is a game where you it's it's kind of like a, a puzzle adventure survival horror game. So like okay. it takes place in a high school. Um, And people get murdered in very violent ways. So you're trying to find the murderer. um, And it's a combination of, like, Phoenix Wright-style, like, trial sequences. Um, But then there are also little mini-games that you have to play in order to, like, get clues and solve, like, who is killing this. And it's all orchestrated by a sentient living teddy bear. Okay, yeah, I think I
1: do know this bear. Uh, yeah, like, I didn't know. I I didn't even know like really the word Danganronpa, but I'm like, look, googling it now. I'm like, oh, I've seen this bear. Um, what a what an edgy bear. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a weird thing where it's like they made kind of like this, like I said, like an adventure horror game, um, but then they added a a cute cuddly kind of wicked edgy mascot and like that really took off so like there's there's the main Danganronpa series there's a couple of games in that they also made like a few mobile spin-offs i believe there's a pachinko machine there's a virtual reality game there's like a first person shooter game where you're going around like the high school shooting the teddy bears who are trying to attack you like This is a fucking weird-ass series. Dang old grandpa.
5: (laughs) I feel like there's there's always a pachinko machine. Like, you can always count on things having a pachinko machine.
1: Just like you can always count on a Japanese thing to be kind of weird and horror-ish and include a very cute teddy bear. I mean, (laughs) it's... uh, it seems like you know someone's been over time distilling Japanese anime and like culture into a game, and they, this was like the concentrated thing that came out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like uh, this
2: is this is the I, most Japanese game I have ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, like I'm looking yeah, at these characters of- now. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, that's yes, impressive. Sir. <laughs>
5: That's extra impressive, David, considering last week it was games not released in America.
0: <laughs> we got yeah. more Japanese
5: than that.
1: <laughs> this was so Japanese, Japan had to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. nope. <laughs> uh, oh, man, this okay, well, like burning through all its, contain- all its containment. We got to <laughs> send this thing to America. <laughs> I mean, to be fair,
2: when you're talking about, it's like, oh, you know, last week we had games only released in Japan, like... How could it how Japanese that? Uh, This game was released on the PlayStation Portable. Like, that's pretty fucking Japanese.
1: It's uh, pretty darn Japanese. Yeah. Um, that's
4: our next uh, Patreon exclusive show. Pretty darn Japanese with Johnny and David.
1: <laughs> Where we just you know, keep on saying uh, it's really Japanese about things as though that's... Is that a slightly bad thing to say anymore? Like, should we have more to say about this? than, dude, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty fucking Japanese. Like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) honestly, it it sounds
2: like Japanese, isn't it? Like, I, I I know it was a game series. Like, I was aware of it, but I had never played it. I never gotten too much into it. But like, doing research to use it as a fan request, I kind of want to play it because. You, It's like a adventure game, it's set in a high school, you meet all these unique characters and everything, and then you turn around and there are all these, like, grisly murder-like horror elements. Like, I don't know, this kind of feels like it's up my alley and I kind of want to play it
1: now. David, quite frankly, I think you should. If it, if it weren't so severely, like, anime, I would say it's, like, completely up your alley, but... You're not really an anime guy, so you know, I don't know, man. Like, but take all of that and you know, put it in. If this was just a video game and like not, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like if it, if it didn't have the anime style, you wouldn't be daunted by this at all. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's uh, wow, that's exactly the kind of thing I'd like to play. Like, <laughs> as it is, it seems like you're playing like a like some kind of weird Bleach spinoff, but you know if you just you know get that out of your mind and think of it as just a game like no this david this is super super up your
5: alley (laughs) and
1: maybe i just maybe instead of playing the game i just need to
2: track down the anime because they did an anime spinoff so you can sit down and watch danganronpa it's like maybe that's what i need to do
1: maybe uh david is it time is it time for you to get into anime like, I don't know, man. Maybe. Oh, I kind of feel like it is. Like oh.
4: a little bit of the bubbling. What the anime? <laughs> oh, okay.
2: John, I, Johnny, somehow like that sound cue doesn't make any sense, and yet is the perfect sound cue for this moment.
1: I'm just saying, man. Like David's been like the American cartoon guy for so so long. If David gets into anime, he might finally take on his like final form. It could be fascinating. We could get Gold David on the show. Oh Oh my god, God.
5: I would love Gold David. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Super Saiyan David.
1: I'm I'm trying to get my
2: ponytail like flapped up in the back, but it doesn't quite work.
1: That's what I'm having a hard time figuring out. Is it David with like shining godlike blue hair? Or is David more of a Frieza type and it's just the same David but his body is now gold? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Uh, you know, Both are good options. I'll see why it can't yeah. be both. Gold body, right. blue hair. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah, go super Saiyan Frieza, David. Uh, you know, this is why you need to get into anime, so we can clarify this situation, so David can figure out what his final form will be. Because most likely, it won't be a Dragon Ball Z reference, because that's impenetrable for David at this point. No, David needs to get into some, like... Newer, more obscure anime I'm, like the Danganronpa anime.
4: <laughs> I have two suggestions that I think are up David's alley. Uh, My Hero Academia—it's superheroes, it's mm-hmm. wonderful—and uh, High Score Girl, which is all about arcade games in
5: Japan, and it's amazing. David, I mm-hmm. think, I think Fully you be right up your alley. It's six episodes, so you get through it pretty quick.
1: Oh. Oh, amazed really good. Ta- I'm amazed oh, I'm sorry, that we're talking
2: about, like, David's but... anime final form. It's like, obviously, if it was David's anime final form, I would be Princess Serenity
1: David. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch enough Sailor Moon to see how those forms evolved, but yeah, David would be whatever, like, Sailor Jupiter's final form is. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. Um, Stop. <laughs> I, That's you know, perfect. Frankly I'm into it. I think I think this uh this is something that needs to happen. I think you know we need to get David into anime. We need to start a side project podcast, a spinoff, uh, you know, David Anime Discovery podcast where you know me and Jesse both talk to him like, Yeah, dude, you should have been watching this a long time ago. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's good. <laughs> In my case it'll be like, I saw like two episodes of that. It was good. I'm glad you're watching <laughs> it though. Jesse will actually like, school you on it. <laughs> so also, ah, I'd that's, like to uh,
2: officially request the episode title be
1: Super Saiyan David. <laughs> Everybody's Probably. Super Saiyan David, uh, said in the, the tune of Supersonic Racing. Um, <laughs> Obviously. So so yeah, anything else, David, to actually say about uh Dankin Rampa? You know, Jesse <laughs> keeps insisting on that dang old grandpa joke. Is Is Boomhauer in the game? No, but that would make it so much better. Can we, seriously, for the next Egg and book? could they just cross over <laughs> with the greatest American anime, King of the Hill, and get Boomhauer <laughs> yes. into the game? Like, <laughs> It'd be so good. All these kids are in high school and, like, Boomhauer's just hanging out in his Trans Am, like, solving the <laughs> <Hell>. old murders, y'all. <laughs> Wait, is, is King
5: of the Hill anime? Um, it's American yes, anime, yeah. Yeah, American oh, wow. anime. <laughs> Oh yeah, wow! An, it, yeah, it, is it checks out. S-
1: it's a slightly racist uh, term at this point. Anime, we're, we're supposed to say Japanese animation, but or anime you know animated uh, content from Japan. I, I don't know what the proper term is, but uh, animated yeah, King I don't know. Total anime, uh, and you know one of our greatest exports. Quite frankly, like Japan's mm-hmm. given us so much. Can't we give them King of the Hill characters <laughs> <This> for? <laughs> Denk and <laughs> uh, like, uh, um, just, uh, Imagine, like, Bobby showing up to the high school. <laughs>
0: uh, solving the mystery just, by kicking
1: guys in the nuts. Yeah. That's
0: I was my imagining. Purse. I didn't know you! <laughs> I was
5: imagining uh, uh, Dale showing up, transfer, transforming into his final form, Rusty Shackleford.
1: Yeah! Oh, yeah. God. Uh, but Rusty Shackleford is like a jackass anime guy, like, Dale really goes Super Saiyan for him. Like, <laughs> oh my
5: god! He has a whole little tornado <laughs> of sand around him the whole time. Yeah,
0: we <laughs> <fucking> sand! <laughs> the
1: sand starts flowing out of his pockets. He DBZ energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's just
2: oh, no, be like, But it's like Gara from Naruto where he carries like a giant pitcher of sand with him at all times. <laughs> oh god, well, I'd be into there's that one ninja shaw, shaw, where shaw. He could
4: control, control insects. And he's <laughs> he an exterminator, so he could be like that dude, Shino.
1: Mm-hmm. I you know, oh man, see I'm getting more and more into this, man. We need we need these characters, quite frankly. Who owns the rights to this? Us? Do we own, <laughs> have we gotten <laughs> enough uh, Patreon money to own the rights to King of the Hill? Because I'm happy to option these guys out, man. We put yes, them out there on loan. They're my judge. Uh, yeah, John,
2: without checking our Patreon account, I am confident saying we don't own the rights to anything.
0: <sighs> yeah, we don't even Including ourselves.
2: <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> like say, I'm we've... sure somebody has bought our rights.
1: I would. I mean, look at us, man. We, yeah, the rights to us. Valuable thing, man. Uh, we are we're some you know, some fine looking fellas. So that's it. We should put sell our own likenesses to the <sighs> Dankin Rampa Company so that we can be in the next game. Like I I even if all mm. we are are the victims. Like, I would like to see my likeness murdered <laughs> and uh you know, some <laughs> high school kids in Japan are trying to solve it. <laughs> like I think it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> nah man, I wanna go so that's that I'm saying. song. <laughs>
5: I want to turn into my final form of just Donkey Kong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You go Super Saiyan, your tie gets bigger.
2: (laughs) John, for a new calculating computer sound, can I please get the uh, sound clip of you saying it's like, you know, I just want to get, you know, my version in Japan (laughs) (laughs) murdered.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll take it any way I can get it, man. I'd be happy. Uh, you know, trigger-happy, quite frankly, <laughs> to be uh, to be in this Danganronpa game. Mm. I think it'd be a lot of fun, man. That sound's still on the soundboard, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I That's think great. that might be the sound Perfect.
2: of this pit has gone too far and we need to move on.
1: <laughs> I agree. Um, th- who are you thanking for the request? Uh, there were multiple people
2: in our Discord channel who uh, requested Danganronpa. Um... Excuse me. Um, but most importantly was Taylor Y who requested it first, um, and there were other people who seconded that. So uh, thanks to Taylor Y and our Discord channel for requesting this.
1: Hell yeah, man. Fantastic request. Johnny, let's keep it going.
3: Game 4
0: Thank you.
2: This game was released in Japan on January 28th, 2016, and released in April of 2016 internationally, making it the only installment in this series so far to not be released in North America first.
5: driving me nuts because I recognize that theme, but I don't recognize what I, what it's from.
1: I don't recognize what I recognize really? from it.
5: Because <laughs> like, um,
2: that's a pretty iconic song.
5: John. I know, but like, God damn it, this is going to drive me
2: nuts. All right, well, let me see your penis drawing. Uh... As for um, John and Jesse, let me see your answers. All right, so Johnny has a surprisingly, disappointingly drawn penis. That's a goldfish uh, cracker. No, that's a surprisingly, disappointingly drawn penis. Uh, Jesse says, Pokemon Rumble, on the right track, sadly incorrect. Uh, John says, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Mini March something. Judges... That is correct. What? <laughs> This is Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. What?! Which is a part of the Mario vs Donkey Kong series. Um, This game is technically free. It was a free download on the Wii U, but in order to play it, it required an Amiibo. Once you scan an Amiibo, um, you could play through most levels, uh, but The trick to this game was excuse me all of the like Mario series Amiibo would let you unlock a toy version of the Mario characters like Mario, Luigi uh, Toad Baby Hmm. Bowser um, Bowser Jr. Yoshi, etc. Um, And then those would unlock special levels in the game. So if you used any Amiibo in this game you could play through it, but as you use the different character amiibo, it would unlock additional levels. So the game is technically free to play, but you need at least one amiibo to play through it. And then as you add more Mario amiibo, you unlock more levels to the game.
1: Gotcha. Okay, see, yeah, the one I was trying to think of, I, I, I can remember, uh, I remembered March of the Minis, uh, which now that I think about it was on the fucking DS I was trying to think of the one that came out for Wii U, Tipping Stars, um, but yeah, man, you know, I didn't know they made a wacky free to free to play M- Mario mini game for Wii U. That's uh, that's that's about in line with great ideas lost to the Wii U. Um, well, yeah. that's
2: the thing. Like, um, a lot of the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games, aside from the first one, kind of run together. Because it became right. less if about, like... in my mind. <laughs> it became less of, like, the fun, platforming, challenging, and more like, oh, hey, like, let's make lemmings. Um, mm-hmm. But this game, I wanted to use this game not because it required Amiibo to play, but because as you use Amiibo, um, you basically play the entire game as cute little toy versions of all the characters, and for as much as Nintendo has been licensing their characters into figurines, like, you can buy Shy Guys and Goombas and Boos and whatnot in, like, those gumball machines in Japan, the gacha machines. Like, Mm. how have they not made actual toy versions of their toy versions of these characters? Like, it seems like a real missed opportunity.
1: You mean, like... Toys that would actually do something besides come out of gacha machines, like... Or
2: even just, like, toy versions of the Toy Mario and Toy Luigi, like...
1: Oh, yeah. That uh,
2: seems like that is teed up for them to make money.
1: Yeah, a little wind-up toy that is shaped like Robot Toy Mario from, like, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong series. Yeah, that should be in many children's homes. I mean, like, it's... uh, (laughs) That's yeah. That's but a home uh, run right there.
2: But the the game itself was pretty cool. Um, a lot of people gave it shit because they're like, "Oh, well, you know." In order to play this game, you need to spend a hundred dollars on Amiibos. Like, well, no. If you look at it as like, I'm gonna download this free game, but I can't play it unless I buy an Amiibo. It's like, yeah, that sucks. But if you have a bunch of Amiibo, then it becomes, "Hey, here's a free game." Like, and that's right. That's much more, like, acceptable. Yeah. Um, I Yeah.
1: Nobody's kinda... forcing you to buy the Amiibo. Like, if you don't have the Amiibo, don't play the game. <laughs> like, it's it's just that simple.
5: <laughs> I think there's some people that get hooked on, like, 100%ing a game. And I think to 100% this, you have to buy, like, 11 Amiibo. You know? But, like, if you're, you know, if you're like me and you, you can just kind of play part of it and be like, yeah, that was fun, and walk away... Like yeah, it's not a big deal, but Especially I can see how since like, it's
1: like free, you know. <laughs> yeah,
5: but I can see how completionists would get caught up on like, oh, and I gotta buy all this stuff to see every level in this game. Like, do you really have to see every level in the game? Is it is that really necessary? See, you know, a, but if you're a
1: real, com- if you're a real completionist, you have a complete amiibo collection, so it's not an issue. <laughs> like, I was yeah. gonna say mm-hmm. that's the
2: other thing. People who are like, oh, I can't believe that I can't play every level in this downloadable Mario vs. Donkey Kong game, like, let's be honest, you own all of these amiibo already.
0: Right.
1: Like, real talk. Yeah, Um, seriously, if if you're downloading this, you probably have enough amiibos to play it.
2: But what was also cool was um, all of the amiibo that you use to unlock the different characters, um, it's not just, they weren't just, like, walling off certain levels all of these levels were tailored to those characters. Um, Every level has, like, its own soundtrack. Um, This game actually features a lot of really cool remixes. So, uh, Johnny, that final song was Bowser's Theme, which was the remix of Bowser's Road from Mario 64. Yeah. when, When you use Rosalina, you get Mario Galaxy music. When you use Yoshi, you get Yoshi's Island music. Like, there's a lot of really cool remixes in this game. It has a really good soundtrack, but every character has their own abilities. So, like, Mario is your basic Mario character. Um, Peach can float. Uh, Diddy Kong will grab onto ledges. Um, Bowser, once he gets to the end of a level, he'll jump off and, like, ground pound and smash rocks. Like, every character has their own unique abilities. So, all of the levels based on those characters are kind of tailored towards those abilities, so yeah, it was a it was a fun game, and it was a cool free bonus if you happen to have a couple amiibo lying around.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you i know, i i don't see i don't see the need to get pissed off about something like if you if you don't have the amiibo, just I don't know, play something else. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, really. I would
1: never download this game and they'd be like, "Well, fuck, man, I gotta go drop like a hundo on some amiibos." Like. Nope, <laughs> this ain't gonna motivate and, me to
0: do that.
2: <laughs> and it just—it really seemed like it was an aspect of people on the internet wanting to just be angry about something. Because no. like, hey, it's like, hey, do you have Amiibo? Here's a fun, free thing. I don't have Amiibo. This is bullshit. Like, <laughs> well, then it's not for you.
1: Uh, that's pretty straightforward yeah like that that one's not that hard to understand that's really like they're not doing this to sell amiibo they're doing this to reward people that have purchased amiibo <laughs> like no one is gonna go out and buy a shitload of amiibos to complete this game <laughs> so yeah basically uh, yeah they, you know they have an audience it's guys like david other people you might not be the audience for this <laughs> But, uh yeah. it looks cute, man. The toy versions of these things are adorable. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I you say they that, need David, they, these toy versions of these, I want them. They really do need versions of these. I mean, like, oh, God, just precious. Yeah, you know, I like it. The little clamp hands and things. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I could get into that. Yeah, you know, I'm glad they didn't put those, like, make those real. Like, if those were in, like, a machine in, like, you know, Albertsons or something, And I had a roll of quarters. I'd buy every single one of them. I would have spent all my quarters on that. Like, those are fucking cool looking. (laughs) So, that's, uh... Yeah, that's uh, realistic. I mean, seriously, with the the proliferation of, like, blind packs and things, you would think they would have made these toys by now. Like, these should be selling at Target for an exorbitant amount. Like, you know, $6. And you should never know which one you're gonna get. So it keeps you buying. Like, uh... And then at home you can have your own little mini parade. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So Ooh, that's yeah. what I'm yeah, saying. mini parade. It's like
2: if if I go to like um, a gotcha machine or a gumball machine and I can buy like a figurine of a shy guy, I should be able to buy Toy Mario. Yeah.
1: That, yeah you know, that's that true. Maybe. That just makes sense to me. Hey, what about for this next Fighter's Pass? You think, I uh, think, Toy Mario might be overdue for his invitation to Smash, huh? Mm. Huh? You think know what? Time? I'm fucking into it. Or at the very least, they could add in an assist trophy where just a parade of like the little toys come out. I'm not sure what they would do, but it'd be charming, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it would be like the Excitebike assist trophy, where a bunch of Excitebike just run around on the ground. Except it would just be a shit ton of Toy Mario.
1: Yeah, and they just be going real slow, so it's real easy to avoid. But they're cute. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. um, cool pick, David. I, I honestly, I don't think I knew this existed. I missed that Nintendo Direct. It's like I feel
2: like this game slipped a lot of people. But um, I am excited to add the soundtrack to GTT Radio, which you can find on YouTube.com/slash GameNetune. Uh, because, hey, like I said, it has a. It has a really nice blend of really cool remixes from classic Mario 2.
1: That's an excellent plug, David. I'm going to call you Mr. Plug from now on. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: I try. That's what
2: his wife calls him.
1: Hey. Oh. oh, man. Anyway. Um, Game five. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, That's right. <laughs> Okay, guys, so this somewhat surprising sequel is unfortunately the final game in its series. Uh, further uh, games in the series were planned, including a, uh, a third platforming game, a puzzle battle game uh, in the same vein as Bomberman, and a different uh, type of third game that was announced but never released for the GameCube.
0: Yeah, dance to the beat, time for Lonely Party. Here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah welcome to your Fiesta Delos amigos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dance to the feet, time for-
1: Too too sweet. sweet. <laughs> yep, that uh, only ends abruptly in the video, uh, the uh, live stream. Longer version of the podcast. So uh, listen in podcast form, people. Let's see what you got. Ooh, John Regan says Samba de Amigo 2. I wish it existed. Uh, oh, Jesse has drawn a penis wearing uh, some sort of fancy hat. Sombrero. Sombrero. uh, Okay, sombrero, excuse me. And, uh, ooh, excuse me, David does not have the correct answer. He wrote Glover. Um, no, I'm sorry, David, it's not Glover, though. I guess he's the closest by... He's too old for this shit.
0: Well, it Mm -hmm.
2: it was one of those things where it's like, okay, so it had to get a sequel in the GameCube, and it had lyrics, so, like, obviously this was, like, PlayStation 1 N64 generation. It's like, what toy games are on there?
1: Glover? Keep working it out, man. What's uh, What other system could this be for, from that generation? The Sega Saturn? Oh. Yeah, Johnny, keep your other right track. What game could this be?
5: Oh, I don't know. Panzer Dragoon?
1: Oh, yeah, John, you're right.
4: It's Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> Wait, what choice do you play it was in Panzer Dragoon? It's
2: not Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. you literally just said it was Panzer Dragoon. I am I know, so I'm... confused right now.
1: I'm... Toying with you all Ah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> This is clockwork night two for the Sega Saturn Wow and the, that was the, the crowd- most
2: obvious pick coming from John Harrington the crowd uh,
1: goes wild <laughs> um, Hell yeah uh, What a game man, you know me big Sega Saturn player that I was huge fan of the first clockwork night I was really looking forward to this uh, this sequel, and thank god it actually came out. It's the sequel everyone was asking for, Clockwork Night 2. <laughs> this box right? art, guys. This box art. No,
2: Johnny, <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off right there. Um, we are talking about a sequel on the Sega Saturn. I want John to own this segment by himself, please Let's tell us it. more.
1: Yeah. Spread them, David. Here it comes. So the original clockwork night, uh, <laughs> bizarre game. Um, it's a side-scrolling platform, uh, game for the Sega Saturn and it's unique in that it uses, uh, you know, 3d models for most everything. It's uh, as I was watching videos and learning about it, it's a, uh, you know, I, it was reminiscent of mischief makers. In that it was, uh, you know, kind of a you know mid mid nineties gen platform game. Uh, you play as uh, this toy knight, and you're going through different levels that are all set in different rooms of a house, and you're fighting different toys. Uh, and so you play as the knight, and you attack things with your key. Um, a lot of people like to make fun of this, uh, make fun of Kingdom Hearts. It's like, yeah, you know, please, you want the Keyblade? You got to get the original Keyblade from uh, you know, Sir Pepper from Clockwork Knight. Um, John, literally no one has ever said that. Uh, you know, Check the internet, David. Memes, man. Memes. <laughs> um, I can't yes. wait to
2: look up the Clockwork Knight memes.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, you know, not thorough, but... They exist. <laughs> they, it's uh, Clockwork World 34. Oh, I can't. You know, I have to guarantee it. Um, yeah, you because know, a big part of that game is unlocking things by sticking that key in and oh. twisting it. So, oh you know, yeah, pig. Yeah, you better believe the uh, you know, Sir Pepper. He gave him the whiz big. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it, it looks like a cool game. Honestly, uh, so, you know, like I said, this is the sequel. This is Clockwork Night 2. I chose this uh, mostly for the slightly better soundtrack and for that final song, which, uh, quite frankly, you know, we need to work on having accompanying video for, like, the live game that tune, because the intro to Clockwork Night 2 is goddamn bananas. (laughs) Like, you know, the whole game's set in, like, a toy setting. You know, you're playing as the, the, you know, wind-up knight, and... You got other toys around you, like a little doll and a ball with a mustache on it. In Clockwork Night 2, you get to ride like a little horse. So naturally, they must have known the series was ending, because they went full Katamari bananas on the intro. Like, let's just have, like, the lights pan down and a fucking Samba performance. Like, with, you know, like, the knight wearing, like, the the ruffles on his arms. (laughs) Like, you know, like, let's do the stupidest thing possible for this intro. And... You know, I fucking love it. It's so crazy. (laughs) It's so, like, who, you know, was anybody signing off on this? Like, what does this intro say about the game? This is not Samba de Amigo. This game has nothing to do with, you know, salsa music. Like, you know, Gloria Estefan is not anywhere near this game. Like, this game has, like, almost no Latin in it. It's a game about toys. (laughs) So
2: We're at least two (laughs) years before Samba de Amigo. Exactly. Do you think
4: they heard this and was like, huh, I bet we could make a whole game about
1: that. I'm kind of wondering that. I think, you know, I got to look up, like, you know, like on some Sega sites or something, like some Sega wikis. Like, there's got to be some similar, like some some developer crossover, because strictly based on the intro to Clockwork Night 2 and the entirety of Samba Amigo, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, there's somebody's, somebody's, you know, doing the same thing. That's, uh. You know, clear clear correlation there. But, um, yeah, the game itself seems really cool. You uh, go through different toy and house-based levels. You're fighting, you know, other sentient toys. I guess uh, a doll has been kidnapped. And then in the sequel, you know, get this. Kidnapped again. (laughs) So uh, Get the fuck out. Right back in action, baby. Um... And yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, you uh, have melee attacks. You can grab stuff and throw it in multiple directions. You know, it's real simple platforming. But, you know, the the graphical style is pretty cool because it's all 3D, you know, models. And so they do a lot of cool stuff where they play with, uh, like, foreground and background. Kind of like uh, reminiscent of, like, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Um, okay. Certain levels in that. So, like, you know, uh, for the second one... They obviously had some Donkey Kong Country influence because instead of a minecart level, you have these horse riding levels. And the horse is like. I, don't, I couldn't tell if he's like cobbled together from other stuff, but like, you know, instead of having legs, it has like a spool. And the mm. spool will be rolling on these tracks. And there are these like parts in the level where you're, you know, jumping and dodging enemies, but then you can also hit a switch and it'll make things. It'll shoot you into the background. And. Uh, you know, continue the level there. So, like, by being a platformer, but also being in 3D, it does some pretty unique stuff. Like, a lot of the bosses use 3D elements. Like, they come out of the background and, like, drop down their claw hands to try and grab things. Or, like, there's a snake boss that's, uh, like, you know, serpentining its way all around, like, you know, the bottom and top of the stage and, like, coming in and then going back down. Like, they do some cool stuff. Problem is... This is a, a platform game for the Sega Saturn. Like, who the <laughs> fuck was this for, man? Like, you know... Come on! These are cool ideas! If I had if I had owned a Sega Saturn... I mean, it, you know, it's a dumb hypothetical. No one owned a Sega Saturn. But, like, it, you know, actually, because it wouldn't have mattered if I owned a Sega Saturn because my local blockbuster didn't rent Saturn games. But had I been afforded the opportunity to rent this, I would have considered it because it seems fun i like you know i like platforming games (laughs) uh yeah it it seems like a home run so probably would have played it and enjoyed it problem is sega saturn (laughs) i Um, love your
2: ringing endorsement of
1: had this been on a
2: console i owned and i had the opportunity to maybe play it
1: I would have considered it.
2: Yes. Like, I'm amazed that Sega just didn't give you copies of this game.
1: See, and here's why I would have only considered it. The other problem with this game, I hate the design of this character. What an unappealing hero character for your game. Like, it's a wind-up, like, conquistador He's got, like, gold armor and, a, like, a Mario mustache and, like, a pointy nose, and he always looks angry, and I'm just like, didn't you do, like, didn't you want to do a second pass on this fucking hero character for your game? Yeah. Like, I get that he's supposed to be a wind-up toy, so, like, in the game, he looks okay because, like, his movement's all herky-jerky, and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, but, like, what an unappealing main character for a game. Like, I don't want to play as that guy. Yeah, you his know, he cheeks looks like, are so looks like somebody rosy. jammed Waluigi into C-3PO. Like, <laughs> oh, no. It's <laughs> terrible. because <laughs> precious me. Yeah. You know, I'm not going
2: to lie. I'm looking up pictures of him now, and that is the most perfect description I could possibly imagine.
1: Yeah, like Eh, C-3PO got his ass kicked by Waluigi, and Waluigi's trying to fool the rest of the Star Wars (laughs) gang into thinking he's C-3PO. That's how you get the clockwork night.
5: God. I cannot wait for that edition of Star Wars. Oh, dude.
1: Whenever Disney officially buys everything, and we can finally get the Nintendo fucking Star Wars version, uh, I think, uh, yeah, there's no question that Waluigi should play (laughs) C-3PO, and it should just be... Sir Pepper the Clockwork Knight. <laughs> like, it's
2: Rupio it's, uh, shut down the uh, garbage compactors on the yeah. third level. Waaah! <laughs> the perfect uh,
1: Star Wars. God, that'd be of, oh god, that a uh, whole Waluigi themed Star Wars spinoff Star Star Wars. Oh my god, everybody's b- Waluigi. <laughs> and they're not even in special costumes. It's just all Star Wars, but a bunch of different Waluigi's. <laughs> i don't
0: I'd be into know what's
2: better the idea of waluigi dresses all of the characters or it's just waluigi as Over all of it. the characters yeah like
1: all the stormtroopers are waluigi <laughs> yeah darth vader is waluigi and there's no character like no nothing to differentiate no. them
5: <laughs> i thought david was saying it's all d- like it's a one-man show with waluigi Oh, all of, all no, the Star no, Star Wars characters,
1: yeah. copy Not and paste. Special, it's all
5: of the Star
2: Wars characters, but they're wearing the purple <laughs> and black overalls.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're all tall and uh, fucking obnoxious looking. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, this game seems cool. Uh. It seems like if it were on a system that people wanted to play on, it. You know. I mean, it got. To, that's. That's what's really crazy about it. There's two of them you know clockwork Knight was a launch title for the saturn and they fucking made a second one probably because it was you know exactly the same as the first one and probably cheap to make but like i can't believe they made two of these this is uh, <laughs> it's it's wild man because um, yeah i, I would have liked to have seen some sequels if you know if i had if there was like a 3d like platforming type game starring the clockwork Knight on the gamecube You know, actually, realistically, I wouldn't buy it. Because I I really find that character unappealing. (laughs) But, like, if they just took these ideas and, like, if the Clockwork Knight team had been able to go to Nintendo and be like, Guys, listen, I know you got this mandate to make all your Nintendo 64 games like 3D games. But a Mario platformer set with 3D models where you can use the background and the foreground would be really fucking cool. And Nintendo would kick them out on their ass and it would take until, like, New Super Mario Brothers years later for them to finally realize that it could have been a good idea. Like, this game had cool ideas. It looks kind of cool, especially for the time. Uh, and, you know, they were taking wild swings, man. That fucking, that music, uh, musical intro and that ugly fucking character tell me that, like, you know, they were in full-blown, like, we don't give a fuck. Like, we, you know, we don't need to make this game appeal to anyone. This game is for us somewhere. A man has completed his passion project, and then the Sega Saturn collapsed. And you know, God only knows what happened to that poor guy. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a cool game, man. I uh, you know I, I would like to I would like to play it, if only that were possible. Um, <laughs> but I love
2: the idea of this studio coming to Nintendo, like, hey, we have a new like action platformer game. Nintendo, like, no, get the fuck out of here. Take that to the Sega Saturn. And then a couple of years later, it's like, hey, look at our brand new original character from Mario Tennis. Like the developers of Clockwork Knight, like, hang on a minute.
1: Hell yeah. they. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> it was like the uh, the Itchy and Scratchy episode where they showed him a picture of Clockwork Knight, and then years later, you know, they came out with Waluigi. It's like, hold up now, now, hold up, you yeah. know, that's, um, uh, it's pretty, pretty blatant infringement right there, like... <laughs> he moves the same, he sucks the same, he's you know, like, you You fucking ripped off our character wholesale. The only thing you changed was that you ripped off the C-3PO armor. Um, <sighs> that's how you get Waluigi. You uh, you you remove the robot skin. Um, right, but, behi- yeah. right behind Shiggy in line of like,
2: issuing a suit is George Lucas like, I don't know, <laughs> leave some for me.
1: Yeah, I like it. Oh man, it's uh, it, it, I mean frankly, it, the game seems pretty cool, and uh, you know I feel like it has so many like it has decent ideas that can be applied to current platformers if someone were to want to make a newer clockwork night, a clockwork night a legend reborn, or you know uh, say the clockwork night to clockwork night wanted to maybe pick up a shovel from you know someone else and have a little depth in that platformer, huh? you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm saying he could be in the new Animal Crossing, is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, No, no, no. I am suddenly Uh, very into that. Yeah, no. I'm just saying I I like the depth play. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's a nice touch, and uh, you know, not enough like platform games really played with that because you know, like I don't know. It's almost like they they went so far away from making platform games in the 3D like early days. That by the time they came back around with stuff like New Super Mario Brothers, it's like, no, let's just make, like, throwback shit. And, you know, they threw it back past Clockwork Night. It's like, no, you should have gone to Clockwork Night. That was a really good idea. (laughs) Like, that was fun. But, oh, well, it's, uh, it's all good. It's, uh, I guess fine that it's been laid to rest. You know, R.I.P. Clockwork Night. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, uh, I was really happy to find this game. I like the soundtrack. Uh, the sound is a little tinny for my tastes. Like, I would like to hear this soundtrack free of any sort of compression, because they got some fun banjo shit going on there. There's some good driving, kind of uh, just fun platforming music. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a fun soundtrack. I'll even give a composer a shout-out. Composer, Hirofumi Murasaki. Fantastic Clockwork Night 2 soundtrack, my friend. A uh, uh, new campaign.
5: Let's write mm-hmm. to Sega and ask them to have an official release of the Clockwork Night 2 soundtrack. Dude, I actually,
1: I'm fully in favor of that, because yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, a, a platforming game starring a wind-up conquistador with driving banjo music, uh, you know, that's what should have been, like, in the comic book ad selling this game. Like, why yeah. didn't they tell anybody, like... <laughs> Come on. You know, or, they, of course, they still had the hurdle of selling someone a Sega Saturn, which <laughs> they just couldn't do. So It
5: <laughs> sounds like Clockwork Knight is to... Um, oh, shit. Maybe. What was that? That mini Mario Amiibo game as the Sega Saturn is to Amiibo. Yes. You what? got a great exactly. game, mm-hmm.
0: but
1: you got to buy the console. <laughs> right. See, that's the thing. Yeah, this game... Was not going to sell anyone a Sega Saturn. It was a reward for players that owned a Sega Saturn. Problem exactly. was, it wasn't free.
3: It was it actually cost money. So
1: there's there's also that. Like if they had just given this game out for free to everyone that still had a Sega Saturn after <laughs> six months of launch, then yeah, it would have been it would have been a nice uh, nice thing. But no, it was uh, it was a game they actually wanted to make money on. Mission failed. Really?
2: What? But- <laughs> really what Sega should have done is just after six months start giving out Sega Saturns. That's how you turn a profit for a video game company, right?
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty sure, honestly. Just that
2: hand really... out
5: consoles? Yeah, no, the-, the-, the Razors and razor blades model give out the yes, consoles exactly. and they sell
1: the games. You know, like, if you just gave everyone the system and made them buy the games, then yeah, they probably would have made a healthy profit on their games. Like, the... Uh, that's uh David that's a really great idea man <laughs> let's uh let's work on developing a console that's able to be given away for free um, <laughs> yeah you know man then we just need to come up with a lot of good games games as good as clockwork night two that people will buy once they have clockwork a free night system. three I like it Jesse that's a million dollar idea
2: I mean, to be fair, if you've listened to our podcast, we've come up with a lot of great game
1: ideas. I'm saying, man. Let's get Clockwork Night 3 over to Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstart the Game That Tune, guys, to make Clockwork Night 3 finally a reality. I think (laughs) (laughs) we're ready. I'm setting a target window 2024. That's when Clockwork Night 3 is coming from the Game That Tune crew. We can learn to program games and develop a console, give it out, and then make people buy copies of Clockwork Three within the next four years, can't we? We can do that. We're, we're good guys. Yeah. Ambitious. Can yeah. the console just be a Raspberry Pi? <laughs> yes, John. <laughs> yes. You absolutely can. If you literally just <laughs> hand people a Raspberry Pi with a controller and then be like, hey, I got Clockwork Three here, you know, th- $30. <laughs> like, That's how you sell systems it. that you give for free. Mm-hmm. See, the real problem—do any of us know how to play the banjo? I'm working on it. Okay, cool. That's that's really the big you know hitch in development. <laughs> you know, if we're gonna do clock night, you know, Clockwork Night Three, we gotta have some goddamn banjo music on there. So let's get on that. And in the meantime, Johnny, let's send it over to the calculating computer. Let's wrap this up.
3: Calculating computer activated. Computers beeps boost scoring complete this game's winner is john Harrington.
1: well 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 i should have seen that coming uh because uh yeah i guess i do have the most points shit how the fuck uh man i thought i was doing bad tonight this uh I, I am legitimately surprised to hear that I've won this episode. <laughs> fantastic news. Um, fantastic news that I don't know what to do with, guys. Are uh, you the
2: only one who uploaded bonus music
1: today? Oh, David. No, Jesse's the only no. one. I was going to say, oh, okay. I, I didn't upload any bonus music at all, but, uh, you know, I can I can make it work. And uh, so I've <laughs> thought of... Oh thought of a theme for the next episode so we've been doing uh you know i've been doing gtt gems and you know frequently i'll reference that as a good idea for like themes say games from 30 years ago games from 20 years ago i don't usually do games from 10 years ago so i'm going to keep it recent i want to do next week's theme uh for our 190th episode has no influence on this uh has no reason to be mentioned right now uh the next week's theme games released in the year 2010 10 years ago I want, you know, I want some good games. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We got several systems going at that point with uh, with a wide variety of games. So, 2010 games on next week's show. A little peek behind the curtain. I was gonna do games released in 1995, like Clockwork Night 2. We've used like 56 games released in 1995, however. So... I I came up with a different year-based theme. and uh, So you can thank me in advance for not just going right off the dome and dooming us to a very scrapey barrel 1995 episode. So yes, games from 10 years ago, 2010, on next week's fantastic episode of Game That Tune. And thank you everybody so much for listening tonight. What a blast we've had. Uh, it's been a ton of fun thank you to everybody watching along live with us we're live every Wednesday night we're on Twitch, YouTube and Facebook search for Game That Tune we're uh, available in podcast form the following Wednesdays Uh, you can find us in uh, wherever you get your podcasts any podcast device uh, search for Game That Tune listen, enjoy we really appreciate you guys listening thank you to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune it's the home for awesome exclusives we've got gtt gems we've got game that tune covered up this week we've got some extra special stuff we've got our love show and we've got johnny's supersonic fuck tape it's uh you know (laughs) really a wild week over at patreon.com slash game that tune uh, where we always have something fun in the works uh, special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perkey Kelly Om um, and XXChronoXX I want to give a special thanks to Chrono, he's a really great fan over there on GTT Radio our 24-7 video game music live stream he always said that when he gets 1 million radio points, that he demanded I blow bubbles on the show. So for all our live viewers, you're getting to see bubbles blow into my mouth as I do this outro. Congratulations, Chrono, on 1 million points. That means he's made over 10,000 requests on Game That Tune Radio, which is fucking absurd. Jesus. That's and, amazing. And he even called and left us a voicemail tonight. So, Johnny, hit that thing.
0: Hey everyone, Chrono here. I crawled out of my hiding place to celebrate hitting a million points and just to say hello. Just wanted to say the thanks to all the gentlemen of GTT for providing such a great channel and thanks to that great community out there. Also, you guys at two million points or if I decide to do the butt Dialing adventures of Chrono. Also, down with the metal block. Bye. <laughs>
1: thanks, Chrono. Really appreciate you being a fan, being a patron. <laughs> That was much nicer than the fuck pot.
0: Yeah, (laughs) seriously. That's how you leave a voicemail, guys. (laughs) That's
1: really sweet. Um, Yeah, and uh, thank you to our requester tonight. Uh, David, refresh me on that request. It was multiple people, but you attributed it to Taylor Y.
2: Yes, uh, Taylor Y in our Discord. Um, Multiple people seconded and agreed with that request, but it originally came from Taylor Y from Discord.
1: Hell yeah, man. Fantastic. Uh, make your requests uh, via our discord server or uh, find us on twitter at game that tune, or email us game that tune at gmail.com or you can hit us up individually on twitter with uh with your selections uh you can find me on twitter at jgangsta 187 you can find john Regan on twitter at jp 9000 oh, <laughs> god damn it john you can find david fleming on twitter at
2: <laughs> uh, dfd fleming <laughs>
1: That's more like it. And you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at
2: Sega
4: underscore legend.
1: Hell yeah, fellas. So, uh, we're going home with my bonus tunes, which I, of course, have ready and prepared for just such an occasion. I'm not stretching at all to find, uh. Oh, no. Where are my bonus tunes? Oh, hell. Uh, my bonus tunes this week are from one of my favorite games of 2010, one that we previously featured on the show. A fantastic sequel, Super Mario Galaxy 2. This is the Hightall Falls Galaxy. And uh, peace out, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> Micro Machines is copyright 1991, Codemasters. Toy Pop is copyright 1986, Namco Limited. Gan Rampa, Trigger Happy Havoc is copyright 2014, Spike Chunsoft. Mini Mario and Friends, Amiibo Challenge is copyright 2016, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Clockwork Night 2 is copyright 1995, Sega Games Company Limited.
5: Alright, who's got some, uh. Uh oh, Jesse left. I'm I get really, it, man. We really he, broke him.
2: He, <laughs> Done he with your disqualified. ass. disqualified.
5: <laughs> All right, cool. Well,
1: while we're waiting, I can that gives still me time to guys. check on my wife finishing dinner and also look at this wrestling. Guy, <laughs> can you guys believe that Nyla Rose actually beat Rio?
2: What?
0: Nyla Rose
2: beat Rio. I am in a state of shock and awe.
1: Oh man, Axel Jungle Boy, by him. No, nope. David, really... you really enjoy this wrestling, man. I'm telling you. The problem is that I wasn't prepared to think of a theme, so, uh, yeah, Ooh. let's, uh, let's stretch for a minute. Johnny, did we get a voicemail that we should have played at the top of the show? We did get a voicemail we should have played at the top of the show. Did we okay. get a couple of them?
5: No, we got we also- one.
1: The other one's for later. uh. That uh, that really unappealing one. For later, one. it's the end of the <laughs> show. <laughs> later well, after, when we're doing the outros, when we normally yeah. play the voicemails. Play that stretch okay. voicemail <laughs> that I'm obviously going to cut from the show for being unappealing.
0: Hello, Game That's John. I would like to introduce myself as the Fuckbot 9000. God damn it. I also realized that I'm about three weeks too late for your robot episode, but I'm here just in time for your toys episode. Mm. I come equipped with all kinds of wonderful sexual toys such as dildos, anal beads, and even super dragon butt plugs. I can even bring your wildest rule, 34 fantasies, to life. So don't worry, Johnny. I can be like Sonic and spin Dash on your balls. (laughs) Wow.
5: that's... The weirdest voicemail we've gotten yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really didn't see this coming when uh, <laughs> when we gave out that voicemail number that people were going to get real weird with it. <laughs>
5: yeah, I didn't check out who that was and tell them, never do that again. <laughs> oh, I know
2: who it might be. You can't uh, tell?
1: Got I'm going to
2: put money down that I know who that
0: is. Yeah, we all okay.
1: know it's David. Yep. Uh, anyway, David, please stop calling. And uh, so I've thought of...
0: <laughs>